On the show today, I'm joined by the fabulous Gemma Ricks, star of shows such as Ghost, Wicked, and she's got a brand new album out right now with some fantastic songs called Gravity, and we chat all about that and more on today's show. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Benjamin May McKay's Talk To Me. I'm your host, Benjamin, and my guest today is Gemma Ricks. Now, for those of you who have been with us since the beginning of this podcast, all the way back in early 2014, Gemma was actually the very first guest on the show. Uh, back, I think it was May 2014, and it's fantastic to have her back, and she's got a great album out now, it's called Gravity, you can buy that online on iTunes or over at her website, I've got a link in the show notes, so we chat all about that, as well as uh, her career, including Wicked and Ghost, and her return to the Wicked Witch of the West in the upcoming production of The Wizard of Oz, which starts playing theatres later this year. So here's my chat with Gemma, enjoy! Welcome back to the show, Gemma, thanks so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Now, I don't know if you remember, but you were actually our first ever guest back in early 2014. So it's lovely to have you back here after all this time. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. It is. (laughs) Now, we're here today to talk about your brand new album, Gravity, which is available on iTunes. But first, when did you decide to uh, to pursue performing as a career? Well, I always had sung when I was growing up and always loved it but I never thought that I'd it would be a a job and I would do amateur theatre on the side and I'd sing in a pop band and and then I worked as a beauty therapist uh, for money (laughs) and that was kind of how I thought my life was going to be and then I saw my friend who was in a musical We'll Rock You uh, the first time that, that it came to Australia so I was about 19 I think at the time and my friend from school was in it. And I remember sitting, you know, two rows from the front and watching my friend up there. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Uh, and that was kind of when I took my, um, you know, took the plunge really and just thought, you know what, I'm just going to start auditioning for things and just sort of see what happens. And and I had the, the mindset that if it didn't happen, because obviously I didn't study like, you know, pretty much 90% or 99% of people normally do. Um, I just thought that if it didn't work out, I would still be okay. I'd still live the the life that I was leading, which was totally fine. Uh, But I was just very fortunate and landed a few things and and it sort of just snowballed in the the right direction uh, for me to be able to have a career in the performing industry. Well, it certainly did spiral in the right direction. I mean, you played Mm. Alphaba in Australia, well, in Australasia, over a thousand times. And with no training, how did you make sure that physically and vocally you were able to sustain that record number of shows? To be totally honest, and I know I shouldn't say it because I I didn't study, so I don't know, but I I think that if you studied or didn't study, it's something you have to learn on the job anyway. So people can teach you vocal technique and and all of that, which I still did as well, of course. Like I I had singing teaching, you know, throughout my whole life, Uh, but... I just think when it comes down to it, it's actually you having to figure it out yourself on stage and you've got to figure out how to survive and how to uh, work on your technique and certain parts of the show that you're able to sort of pull back a little bit on so you don't tire out as much and and all that stuff. I think, honestly, no matter how much training you have, it doesn't matter. It's something that you have to find 
when you're in that certain role in that show, no matter what, you you have to figure it out because also everybody's different as well. So some people could find the you know a certain role um, quite easy. Other people might struggle. Um, so it's really your own sort of personal journey that you have to kind of assess and um, and look over and monitor while you're in it because uh, it's it's going to be a different thing for for everybody. And I was just lucky that Alphabet sat in a good place in my voice, so I never felt that I was straining. Um, so I was able to sustain, you know, the the workload, which was I was very, very grateful for. But it was actually the dialogue that I found the most difficult, uh, that projection. And because the character was quite angry all the time, uh, she had to yell and I had to find a safe place to yell uh, so that it still had that drive and intensity but without sitting too much on my vocal folds and, and tiring them out. So I, um, so I had to learn that on the job, you know. Mm. And, and speaking of learning, what would you recommend that, newcomers to the performing arts do to try and break into the industry? Uh, I, I would still definitely, if you, if you can, I would still do, you know, some form of formal training for sure, just because, you know, it, it also helps you get in the door. Uh, I think that I was just very fortunate because of the fact that Elphaba was so difficult um, and then I got a job over in Japan and it put me into a condensed version of the show so when the original show happened in Australia, they knew that I had been singing to find gravity three times in a day. <laughs> so that's kind of what got me through the door uh, without any experience. So for, for most people that haven't had that opportunity, I would say definitely study if you can because you learn obviously so much and it prepares you for um, what to expect. And uh, it also helps you to yeah, get a foot in the door they have showcases when you finish a, um, a course and a lot of agents go to those showcases. And, you know, obviously you need an agent in this industry. So I would probably say, you know, if you did that, then, you know, you, you've opened up another opportunity of getting a, a good agent. Um, so, yeah, but, but also to remember that there's not one cookie-cutter way to do it. So, you know, for me, I, I it wasn't even a possibility for me to study. So, for you know circumstances of mm. where I lived and everything uh, so I don't want people that maybe have that same you know same reason that that I have uh, I don't want them to think well then that then there's no chance because it's it's also not the be all and end all and everybody's path is going to be different and uh, it's yeah there's not one correct way to get into it absolutely and and something I've always wondered did you ever worry about being typecast as you know, that that girl who who can sing alphabet, you know the the, the wicked girl in Australia, because you were, you were there a while. Yeah, no, I never worry about that kind of stuff because at the end of the day, I just want to be able to work, and I just feel like any day working and being able to sing is a win, and I just feel like you know even because I'm doing the Wizard of Oz later on in the year, and you know that's kind of in a way it's a typecast kind of thing, but I don't I don't feel I don't feel bad about that. I, I don't know. I just feel like any opportunity to sing is a good one. And whether I'm a witch or <laughs> a normal character, I'm okay with that. As long as I'm able to work uh, in the industry, then I'm happy. <laughs> so absolutely no hesitation when uh, they offered you the Wizard of Oz? Oh, the only hesitation I had was about being green again, like physically green. That was the, 
that was the only hesitation because my skin, um, you know, by the end of being green for seven years, was very happy to be a normal skin colour <laughs> each day. So that was probably the only hesitation was just that fact that I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do that green makeup again. But, you know, I've had two years off of not having to be green. So, and it's not, you know, a massively long-running show like what Wicked was. So it's not going to be forever. So I'm sure my skin can hold out. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are here today to talk about your, your brand new album, Gravity. What What was the reasoning behind making an album now? Uh, it's something that I've been toying with for a long time because when I was younger, um, or still now to this day, I'm a massive fan of albums and I become incredibly obsessed and I listen to them on repeat and, and most of them I'm referring to are pop, pop albums. And I've always dreamt that I would have one and I tried to get a few different um, deals from different record labels and I got close but no, you know, didn't ever cross the line to get one. And so I had the end of last year that realisation that it wasn't going to happen then uh, and it just didn't feel... It just didn't feel right. I can't really explain it. It just didn't feel right. And so I'd seen that Sam Lefke, um, who I worked with in Ghost Musical, who was in the orchestra, had opened a recording studio in Adelaide. And as soon as I had seen that, I was like, well, that, if, I, if I did it independently, that's who I'd want to work with because he's incredibly um, talented. So I just went through that process where I just sort of touched base with him, said, you know, if he would be interested and told him sort of my thoughts behind what I wanted and the sound and all of that and the song selection and, and everything. So we we just, yeah, he was absolutely willing and keen. And uh, and so I just sort of, I took the plunge. Like, it's really scary because it's, it's an investment in yourself uh, and you don't know if people are going to buy the album and you don't know if people are going to like it. But um, I don't know. I just felt like I just had to do it. Otherwise, I would have regrets. And so I, I just took that plunge and, and just did it. And it's been received so far very well. And I've got some live performances. I just did two performances in Brisbane over the weekend. And the response was fantastic from the audience. And I had Sam Lefty. He uh, played the guitar for me with them. And Sydney this week and then Melbourne uh, the following week after that. So it's it's all going really, really well and and uh, everyone seems to be enjoying it and that was really all I could have ever hoped for. And so I'm just so glad that I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems like it paid off. But how did you go about selecting the, the track list? You've sung so many great songs. Yeah, well, I knew that I couldn't, even though I love pop music, I knew I couldn't go too far because I know where my fans are. They're, they're with musical theatre. So I knew I couldn't go too far off, off the beaten track. So I wanted to do musical theatre songs because that's what people know me for. Uh, but I wanted them to be either somehow connected with me being in the musical itself um, with the songs that I chose. And that's kind of what I did. So there's two songs from Wicked, there's two songs from Ghost. And then even though the show didn't make it to the stage, unfortunately, but I did get cast um, as Lucy Harris in Jekyll and Hyde. There are two songs in Je from Jekyll and Hyde in there. And then there's a selection of songs that I've either watched as an audience member and just been, you know, completely blown away by um, and have just sung to in, you know, in the kitchen or whatever <laughs> that I would have loved to have recorded. And, and that was it. So it's 10 songs in total. And... The style of it is different, and that's what 
that's what I really wanted and I knew Sam would be able to create for me with the, um, the musical arrangements. It's, I wanted it to be more of a, a pop-sounding musical, like even though the musical theatre songs, I want it to have more of a pop tone to it rather than, even though I love a beautiful orchestra with strings and everything like that, but I wanted it to be a little bit grungier and a little bit um, edgier. And so that was kind of the sound behind it. So the musical theatre songs, but with a little bit more of a, um, a pop tone to them. Mm. And with the live shows that you're doing, it's just you and a guitar, so that would almost be a stripped-back version of that. Yeah, it's even more so, yeah. So I'm calling it... So the album's called Gravity, and then I'm calling the performances that I'm doing Gravity Unplugged, uh, which, you know what, doing the performances on the weekends, it was, <laughs> it was really quite funny because... You know, you practice and everything at home, but then you get out there in, in front of the audience and, you know, it's just heightened that much more. And I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone, number one, is so close because it's their intimate seats. It's only a 120-seater in Brisbane and same with the one in um, the Hayes in Sydney. And, and so everyone's very, very close. And then on top of it, you've only got a guitar. So you can hear every detail of everything that I sing and it's very, very raw, and it's quite... Um, uh, the, the only word I can really think of is, is intimate. It's very intimate, and, uh, yeah, the response was great, but it was quite... It actually kind of threw me a little bit when I was performing. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's just me. Like, everybody can just only hear me. Like, there's no massive smoke and mirrors like the musical. It's musical, it's just, just me and a guitar. <laughs> so what's your favourite track off the album? Oh, mine's actually, it's one of the duets. So I've got two duets on there, one with uh, Rob Mills, who I worked with on Ghost and Wicked. Uh, we sing a song called Falling Slowly, which is from Once, the musical. Uh, but my favourite track is the other duet from um, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, and I sing that with Kane Alexander, who was also going to be in Jekyll and Hyde as well with me. And the song's called Dangerous Game, and it's just oh, so hard to describe, but it's really, really quite... Um, grungy and earthy and our voices blend really well together and yeah it's it's my favorite <laughs> do, do you think we'll ever see Jekyll and Hyde on stage in Australia oh I hope so but like I feel like it's cursed because oh, it I didn't even realize that it <laughs> that it happened that that's happened a couple times before mm. that it's gotten close or even one time it even made it to rehearsals or something and um and then the you know it got it didn't end up happening and yeah so I don't know I feel like it's just cursed now so I think anyone who would want to do it is probably might be too scared now because <laughs> it's just a bit unlucky but it's such a shame because the music is just so good in it so it's um I was surprised that yeah it hasn't ever made it to the stage in Australia but you are giving fans a taste with the tracks from the album of what you know audiences around Australia missed so they've they've got that for now. Exactly. <laughs> Better than nothing. <laughs> now, in a world where there's, there's so much content available 24-7, how can you or how are you trying to make your album stand out from everything else out there? Mm, well, that was kind of exactly what I was thinking when I was coming up with the concept of it all. And I had looked at the musical theatre albums out there and a lot of people keep to the... Uh, orchestration and even though it's beautiful and, I, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it um, but I just thought I wanted to make the song 
with the particular song choices that I had, they are more of a modern musical theatre sound. So I wanted to make that even more clear. And so rather than having a lush symphony, um, really have something a little bit more heavy in the bass, heavy in the drums, you know, really, really cool, you know, electric guitar, like just, just really kind of more of a, a pop kind of sound. And I thought that that would help with it being different from another musical theatre album. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of my, my mind, what I was thinking in my mind of, of how I, I wanted to be a bit different. But social media-wise, it's great because I can reach out to all my fans, you know, immediately uh, to let them know when things are available or the CDs have been posted or, <laughs> you know, so to be able to contact them and have contact and get the response straight back from them as well. I think that's a, a really good thing to have, which we didn't have, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of helped with this whole process to get it out to people and people to, you know, to know about it through social media, through me. Absolutely. And do you think there'll be any surprises for your fans on the album? Um, probably not. Maybe the one that maybe people wouldn't really expect um, might be I'm Here from The Colour Purple because um, that's a just it's a bit of an unusual kind of song choice but I connected with that lyrically uh, when I had finished Ghost and I kind of was having some singing lessons at the time and uh, I was trying to find... When you're in a show, you're singing like a character and when I was having these singing lessons, I was having to sort of try to find my own voice, Gemma's voice, not trying to fit into a certain character. And that song was the song that I did in my lessons and it just emotionally just connected with me so much, lyrically and musically. So it's a little bit of an odd choice selected for me, um, but I just think it's done so well and it's so powerful um, that I still think that everybody's really, really going to enjoy it on the on the album as well. It, it is it is a great song, and you sing it beautifully. And Thank uh, you. What I'm curious to know though is what what musicals are you listening to in the car or in the kitchen? What are you singing along to at home? Oh, good one. Um, I have been listening to a lot of uh, the Waitress. Mm-hmm. I really, really love that music, and I'm a massive fan of Sarah Bareilles. So. Uh, I just, whatever she does, I'm completely sold by. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's probably my number one. Um, I even listened to, which is so exciting, that it's, I think they're starting rehearsals today or yesterday, is uh, the Carol King musical, Beautiful. And that was something I listened to a lot of um, because I was a massive fan of the Carol King music. And um, I think that they're, the actual musical has done so well and I think it's going to do amazing things in Australia for sure because uh, it's just, yeah, that music, you can't beat that music. Absolutely. And and what would be your top three shows you'd like to perform in sometime in the next 10 years? Well, probably Waitress, character of Jenna. That would be awesome. Um, I also have been following her name's Casey Levy and she was also an Elphaba and in America and she was the original in Ghost, the character that I played in Australia and her voice is phenomenal and she is now playing uh, Elsa in Frozen. So that would definitely be 
a bucket list because I can only imagine how magical that musical is going to be. That'll be fantastic on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's two. What's another one? Oh, look, anything. Like I said to you before, it's like whatever, whatever comes and it, it, I get to sing, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly the way to be in, a, in an industry in Australia where there aren't that many musicals being made. Have, yeah. you, have, you, yeah, have you ever considered going to America or, or England where there are more shows all the time? Yeah, more shows, but then more people trying for the shows too. So you're kind of almost in the same position, I, I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm 32, and I, I know that's not old. I'm not saying that, but I just feel like I've I love living at home, and I love that you know there are opportunities here for me. I think that if if something came my way, without me having to go over there and start from the beginning, of course I'd do it in a heartbeat. But I feel like the reality of it, going over to either, you know, New York or West End and then, you know, going through the whole audition process from the beginning, it's a bit daunting for me. Um, so, yeah, so I would definitely say, you know, if an offer came to me, you know, I would absolutely take it. But to start from, from the ground up, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've got the, the energy. <laughs> so, uh, so do you still audition for work here in Australia? Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you still got to audition. Because the whole thing is, is you, you know, you can be good at one thing, but you, you might only be good at that one thing. So you people need to see your different colours and that you can actually um, play a different type of role or, you know. So absolutely, auditions happen um, for me, I, I guess, until I'm, you know, someone uber, uber, uber famous. <laughs> Like Meryl Streep or something. I'm sure she doesn't audition. <laughs> Which is fair enough. <laughs> it is. You get to Meryl Streep level and, and it's game over on the audition front. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, but, but little Gemma, Gemma Rick, she's doing an audition. <laughs> does, does that ever get any easier though? I mean, you know, the first few auditions you do are always quite frightening. Does it get easier over time? Well, I think it does now, but... When I finished Wicked, that was actually probably the scariest. And I think that was because of what I was saying before, is that, you know, I even questioned myself. I was like, can I play another character or am I, you know, a, a one-trick pony? And and that was my own fear, you know. But um, I remember doing my first sorts of auditions after Wicked. That was kind of the pressure was on a bit for me, my own pressure, because I thought, you know, uh, this could be wicked could be the only thing that I could ever do, you know. So I've just been very lucky that even though Jekyll and Hyde didn't happen, <laughs> I did get cast, <laughs> uh, and and then Ghost happened as well. So, um, but you know, there's still still been. Let me just tell you, there's still been some lots of auditions and rejections, and that's you know that's the biz. So, but that's all right. It doesn't affect me. I just you keep plodding along because you know that. There are a lot of talented people out there and you've got to be the right fit for that certain role. So that's just the reality, no matter how good you can sing or, you know, you might be too tall or you just don't have the right look. And that's stuff you can't control. You've talked about singing and how you've had vocal lessons. Do you ever do any acting training? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely have. Um, when I was in um, Perth, I did some classes when I was doing Wicked, um, just on the side. And... I, I, you tend to do it uh, when you're, yeah, you're just needing a bit of inspiration and you're wanting to sort of t 
touch base again. Um, it's it's just you just kind of do it maybe once a year. You can do a, a round of you know uh, workshop classes and things like that. Uh, so yeah, definitely, I definitely do that. Just scattered around, um, just for inspiration and just sort of to to get back into it again for sure. Mm, got to keep got to keep yourself on your toes. Yeah, definitely. I love that you were doing that on the side of Wicked. I feel like no no other performer has ever done anything on the side of Alphabet in the history of, of that show. That's impressive. I know. And, and we had a camera as well. So all the, the film tests that we did, I looked like seasick. Because <laughs> I had this green tinge. It was awful. We couldn't use those. <laughs> uh, well, as, as we've said, your album is it's out now and people can get it on iTunes. And uh, where else? Uh, so you can also, if you want the physical CD, uh, you can get that through my website, which is gemmaricks.com. And then they get posted out to you. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're the options. So iTunes online or you can go through my website. And do you sign those CDs, CDs for people who'd want that? Um, oh, look, I could if they wanted, but they're in this sort of special wrapping. So it kind of protects them. So I, I don't know. You want to kind of protect the CD when it gets posted. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, but in saying that, but in saying that, my concert, um, people can purchase the CD there and I have been signing the CDs for everyone after the show. So, um, so yeah, for the people that are coming to the concerts, they can absolutely get a signed CD for sure. And all the concert details, I am assuming, are also on your website? Um, I don't think they are, actually. Um, they are, well, I can tell you right now, here we go, guys, for the, <laughs> the Hayes Theatre Company. Uh, it is uh, this Sunday, which is the 20th, uh, but it's sold out, actually, so you can't go this to that. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but there are tickets available uh, for the Melbourne performance at Chapel Off Chapel on the 27th, and that show is at 7.30, uh, so there's still tickets for that. Excellent. And have you considered adding more dates because you've got a lot of states to cover in Australia? Yeah, look, I would actually love to do Adelaide, um, but it was just one of those things where, because I'm doing it all independently and I've never done any of this before, I just thought keep it simple for now um, and see how people respond uh so definitely i'd love to be able to come to adelaide or even go to perth so it's definitely a possibility to happen for sure well fantastic well i'm sure all our listeners can stay uh, follow you and, and see any future dates announced by your social media uh you're on yeah. twitter i believe uh facebook as well yep yep facebook and instagram We've got the, the trifecta of social media. Um, <laughs> we'll put all the links to that in the show notes for you so our listeners can stay in touch. Thank you so much for your time today and all the best with the shows and, of course, The Wizard of Oz at the end of the year. Thanks so much. That was my interview with Gemma Ricks. The link where you can buy her album is in the show notes below. As always, thanks to our supporters, Palace Nova Cinemas and Mad Zombie Collectibles. As always, check out my movie reviews over on the movie reviews section of the site, including reviews for controversial thriller Mother and blockbuster action flick Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. I've been your host, Benjamin. I'll be back very soon with another interview with a fantastic guest. Until next time, bye for now.